Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. analysis with over 70 years combined experience this is the bob ryan and jeff goodman podcast nba some college a little bit of everything you know what can i say but it wasn't going to happen here with him i was okay with it because it wasn't about talent i didn't think all right let's get right to it okay folks it's time to rock and roll you got it with big bad bob ryan and jeff goodman here clns with the uh, podcast angry along for the ride we got to tell you that Bet online makes this show possible. Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam with both pro and college hoops. Of course, during this podcast, we know that Jeff Goodman is looking down at all his college stats and college stuff. That's how talented he is. Latest odds, totals, player performance, and props. Just go to Bet Online. It's the number one spot for all your betting needs. Head over to the website now and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Just use the promo code CLNS50 to get started. Not just basketball, bet online as hockey, boxing, UFC, everything you need, plus Vegas casino games. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, where the game starts right now, guys. Uh, I'm going to open up the floor regarding the Celtics. And Jeff, I'll start with you. The Celtics are finally living up to their expectations. Uh, We are based in Boston. I have been listening to Boston Sports Radio, and my God, people have lost their mind. They are finally doing what they're supposed to do. But now people are saying they're going to the finals. Pump your brakes. Okay, pump your brakes on the Celtics. All right, we've seen this tease before, Jeff. We've seen it before. I know Bob's going to say that, but we've seen it before. We have. We have. But it's just such a, a, a huge disparity from what we've seen over the last two years to what we've seen now over the last month. And you know, again, now kind of the, the, the national uh, landscape is taking notice because they've been the best team in the NBA over the last month or so. So you, you, you've got to look at it and, and why. And I was actually texting with, with Jason Tatum last night a little bit about that. And, and I asked him, I said, why? Like I haven't, you know, obviously I'm co- covering a lot of college right now too. So I haven't seen every game. I've seen some, but he said like, we're whole now, you know, we're whole, we're healthy. We haven't really seen this team in two years. He's right. But it's still unbelievable to me. There's more to it than that. And, and I wonder how much the criticism finally wore on these guys because they're moving the ball now. And they were moving it even before Derek White got there, but they're moving it even better now that Derek White's there. And they're more efficient. Marcus Smart, it starts with him. 
Jason Tatum is moving the basketball as well. And they just, they're fun to watch. They went from being absolutely painful to watch to being fun to watch practically overnight. I, I, it's hard to, it's hard to understand. I'm going to go all Larry David on you. I am trying okay. to curb my enthusiasm. Uh, and and I, I don't listen to talk radio all that much. I've listened more this week than I have in a long time. I for some, and the major reason being my satellite radio is now has been disrupted. And so I have no choice uh, now. Oh, now, anyway, I'll get that fixed because I can't live this way without it. much yeah. longer. I've often said I, I wouldn't back out of the driveway without my satellite radio and now I have a problem. Now, what did I say to you guys a month ago? Beginning of February, I said, show me a good month and then maybe we can talk. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm the guy that at the beginning of the year, after two or three games, said, this team is annoying. This is an annoying team because the way they're playing and we know they should be capable of better, but they're not doing it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. A couple things. Jeff, obviously, Jason's allusion to the being whole was obvious yes uh it's not just that but it is that it starts with that this is the group this is the core group the starting five uh plus and, and now getting well the starting five because the bench we're going to talk about that um and it's the whole it starts with marcus you're right marcus smart who i unilaterally said look he's made me a lot of things and you know i'm a member of the fan club i have been from you love one. him love but him. i said he's not a point guard so let's not kid anybody. Guess what he's been in the last month? He's a, been point a point guard. guard. He has done it. He yeah. is like, he said, uh, he's uh, it's like, all right, I'll stop taking the stump, the dumb threes. And um, I, we don't need them. And, and uh, how know, much was it them hearing it? Like, do you, do you actually think, because I mean, they were so mediocre for so long. Do you think Marcus Smart, some, maybe Ime got to him. Maybe, maybe the, the new staff got to him. Maybe it was everywhere he went or, or listened to. Him hearing people say he's not, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was with you these don't guys. Know, but it's happened. Yeah. And he's acted as a point guard. And, and, and the games he's taken seven, eight shots, uh, gotten eight, nine assists. It's, it's just, he's been, and, yeah. and then without sacrificing what's made him Marcus Smart, that, that, that je ne sais quoi recklessness on defense that, right. you know, and, and, and aggression that makes him a, a superior defensive player. Uh, and, and, and sets him apart from almost anybody in the league, in my opinion, in that regard, uh, at that position. Um, it's all, we're getting the full package yes. with him now, okay? Yep. All right. Uh, Tatum, uh, it's so self-evident. We know, we know what's Tatum is calibrate. My word, I love the word calibration. I always said that. Calibration. When you have that kind of range of skill, when you possess the range of skill that he possesses, which is a gift given to only a select few, particularly at, at that size, at, at, at six feet ten, uh, you, you, the game, you can do a lot of things. And the trick is to, when do you not do what you can do? When do you realize that there's four other guys and, and it's, it's a game of psychology as well as talent and skill. When do you have to uh, meld into what the other and, and consider the, the impact of what you're doing on, on with the other guys, Michael Jordan, it took him a while to figure this out on the NBA level. Trust me. He didn't win until he figured it out. Now, that's my contention. It's not automatic, you know? And, and, Taysom, and Tatum has finally got the first full calibration. He's got this range of skill. He can make the three. He can go to the basket. Now he can pass the ball. He, and even in the fourth quarter on Sunday in that magnificent game, and I mean it was a magnificent NBA product game in which he was the star, even in that game in the fourth quarter, he didn't take every shot he could have taken. He, 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 He's he matured. 
He's matured. He's trusting his teammates. When he gets doubled, he makes the pass. When he doesn't, he eats up any anybody for the most part one on one. Now my question is, well, how do we what to what do we attribute the rebirth of Al Horford, who who is yeah. playing Al Horford of five years ago? Yeah, well, right the, lately this month, you know why he didn't play a ton last year. You know, remember Oklahoma City was so bad that I don't think they wanted him back. Because well, I remember he was games. he was he was he sat down right. They sat him down. Yes. Or he he went along with it, right? Right. So, so he really didn't age much last season. And Al Horford is not based on athleticism. That's not his game, right? right. He's fina- he's finesse. He's up here. That's Al Horford's right. His his biggest asset is this, and <laughs> he adds a passing element on the court when a lot of teams don't have it at that position. He also adds such a cerebral defensive element that, uh, again, he can make up for other people's mistakes because he's generally always in the the right – I shouldn't say generally always, but he's most of the time in the right place at the right time. Yeah, but don't you think guys – we weren't seeing this in November and December. Right, but I think that – People are betting that Al is probably on – Al's on the way out. Yeah. And suddenly Al is a vital component in this story that we're telling here. Why? Is it well, I, I'll tell you why, because I think that Al at the stage of his career can't drive a team on his own. But if the bus is going full tilt, you know, he could jump on and be a key asset. You know, okay. and I think that's it, Bob. And, and, and let's take let's, put yourself in Al Horford's shoes. If things are going well, if guys are playing, you know, they were playing like a bunch of eggheads in November. Yeah. He's like, what am I going to do about it? <laughs> You know, he just mails it in and says, this is it. If Tatum and everybody else is buying in, then Horford goes, okay, now this is worth my time to do it. That's what I think. But he's not at the stage of his career where he's going to carry a team. Oh, no. He needs to be a piece of it. So uh, if he's the other guys to, are doing it, then he buys in. I also wonder how much it just took this group. I mean, remember, the one thing we didn't do, listen, we panicked. We, I know I panicked. And, and again, said they should look at trading Jalen Brown. I've said that multiple times. I still think they should, but that's another story. Well, I just said they should look at it. That's all I said. I said, you can't get rid of them for nothing here, but if you can bring in another all-star caliber player, absolutely, you should look at it. But I think what what we didn't do here, at least, was say, hey, Ime Adoka, you know, isn't the right guy. We, We, I think we both agreed, and we all agreed, that he needed more time to be able to see if he could get to this group. And that, like, part of it is, Listen, M- NBA coaching these days, part of it is being a psychologist, right? Okay. Like that's that's what you have to be. And I, I think more so than anything. Jackson was. Right, right. Big fighter. Uh, okay, now let's get to the fifth guy, the Time Lord. Yeah. Um, the whole, we always said, what were we saying for over the last two years? He's, he's very, he's nice, but we got to keep him on the floor. Right. Unreliable. I'm, I'm knocking on my wooden desk here yes which We're you should what what the how good he can be right now yeah no he's a freak well he's a freak me, athletically yeah i mean to me if they ever get to the number one spot in the east and we're going to get to where they are in the hierarchy <laughs> he's the yeah. key i think because yeah, i think yeah. tatum and brown with tatum and brown you're always and they're playing to their potential you're always going to be the maybe the third or the fourth best team if the teams in the east remain as constituted time i want the one guy more me I want one more guy that's a third, well, you know, like Milwaukee. Yeah, I, you know, Milwaukee you has three to me. They've got three high-level all-star caliber players. Obviously, Giannis being the big one, but 
Middleton's a great sidekick because he doesn't care, you know, to get the attention. Jalen Brown can be that for Tatum, and then they have Drew Holiday. That's the difference for me. Well, maybe the time would be the third guy. But that, to me, unless they make a deal. Yeah, I mean, listen, if, if, if he can, he's still, you know, again, he's still obviously got a long way to go, but he's so unique. And, and again, there aren't a lot of guys like him, even like in the East, you look around and you're like, there just aren't a lot of bigs that can match up with, with Robert Williams and what he can do, especially in the defensive end. Something Bob, just- in your opinion, Bob, if he shows up every night, because to me, that's the thing with this team. We've been through this before, right? We've seen the tease before. We've seen Tatum go through stretches where he's put up in 50 and single-handedly won games. Maybe it's different now because he's distributing the ball more. But if Time Lord becomes that everyday guy, can they be the best team in the East? I, I, I think that's not the whole story. They need something else. They're not going to be the best team in the East, I don't think, still – they're going to be a, 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 a real problem for people. There's no question. Right. Uh, I, I, I will get to what I think they need, you know, but the, uh, he's good enough. He's what you, you don't, he fits in beautifully with this group. He is exactly uh, yeah. a type of player that they have almost never had. And, and um, he's fine. He's, he's they need to, one more shooter. They, they still need, need one more shooter. No, we don't think it's going to be Nick Stauskas. We'll do Look at a shot, I guess. We'll see. I don't he know. can shoot the shit out of it, but but no, I don't. I don't I, think I, yeah. something just occurred to me, guys, that I hadn't thought about for uh, and and uh, let's give Danny Ainge some credit here. We're talking about four number one draft picks on this five starting five. Yeah, and, and I can tell you, and I think Jeff knows, Jerry knows. You know, we all know that's not that's highly unusual that that uh, in this teams yes. are put together in a mix and match way often always. And I, we have to go back 50 years. The Celtics at one point, I'm just telling you, at one point in the early 70s, they did start five number ones, okay? Wow. And wow. and uh, uh, there was Cowens, Havlicek, Sanders, White, and Cheney. They started when Satch was still a starter, really? okay? And so the, up to the 1971-72 season, they were starting five number ones, which was uh, – I, I made a big deal out of it at the time because it's not done. No, It no, isn't the no. way it works. Now, well, never done, never done. Now no. we got a team. I, you know, I I don't have the time or effort or interest to look to research the thirty two teams right now. But it's a I want to ask for somebody. I wonder how many teams even start three number ones, let alone four, and certainly nobody's starting five. So and now hey, they're bench, they're so bench Danny, looks better. Let's give Danny right. a belated thank you. Okay, All right, Danny, good job, Danny. People have been jumping on Danny for various things, and some of them stupidly. Danny, a, a belated thank you for that. Okay. And but now let's get to where they are. This is a reality check here. Yeah. Because you know, let's go through the east. Some people don't be, believe in Miami, but they're I still believe. hanging around. They're still there, and they you are. Gotta tough. believe in them. They you are tough, believe. man. They're and really all tough. Both coming Mil- back. He, yeah, by and, the way, but, but, right in. What a good game. But yeah. Harden, you know, Harden's got these guys off to a great start. He's running in the stands. Harden is engaged. I mean, God bless the Celtics, but I just don't see them beating Miami. I maybe I don't see them beating Philly. I don't see them beating Miami. I don't see them beating Milwaukee in the playoffs. Bob, you, your thoughts? I wouldn't pick pick them to beat any of those three teams. It would, uh, but I don't think they get steamrolled by those teams uh, either. I don't think that they get swept or losing five. I think they put up a fight. And, uh, yeah, and and look, we didn't get to the bench thing. There, there, and. You know, Jeff, there's still a player short. 
right. a, a, a meaningful player short of, of, of being at the level of those other three teams, in my opinion. The, 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 we just, can we just back up a set and talk about the bench? We might as well, right? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Right, Derek White, you know, is a wonderful addition. There's no question. Yeah. Love him. Love him. But, you know, I, I, I keep waiting for Pritchard to really assert himself on a consistent basis. It's a big three in the fourth quarter the other day, but in one, one shot. He, was one, he had one field. That was the one field goal of the game. Um, how good is he still? I don't know. And then uh, uh, we, we get to uh, who's right? Uh, I'm off the bench. Oh, come on, I'm forgetting my daughter brain fart. We, uh, oh, oh, no. Bill Goskis has got to come off the bench. Yeah, all right. So, but our bet, it's not a strong bench. Let's put it no, up. it's not. I mean, those and, guys like Neesmith and all those guys, everybody keeps waiting for oh, them to Neesmith, I, I, you know, he, um, I, I have to give up. You're talking, not, did you forget oh, Daniel Tice? Tice? Daniel Tice is very Tice. good in certain circumstances. Yeah. Or useful yeah. Not all circumstances. And I still like having him on the team. He's good for their defense. He helps their switching defense. Uh, he can step out and make a I mean, three. He's okay. He's, he's a, a role player. Their bench is not great. Their bench is not great. It's not great. We need a guy, but we don't have, you know, the, the days of, you know, the idea of a six-man candidate. They, yeah. no, they only have a seventh-man candidate, let alone a six. Oh, yeah, they do with, with White. White would be a seventh-man candidate if they had a seventh-man award. But Anyway, the bench is, needs bullshit. White's a good six man. I think their top six are good, and Grant Williams has played well enough. Oh, Grant Williams, God, I don't want to right. diss him. He's he's been helping. Right. He's just is this the ceiling? Is this what we're going to get? Yeah. Is, you think, Jeff? This, this is who he's going to be. Well, oh wait, God, wait, yeah. wait, 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 oh, wait. Yes, yes. No. I was ready to get rid of him. I'm not ready to say this is. Listen, the dude is shooting forty four percent from three. Forty yeah, four. Like, I know most of them are uncontested, but but 44 is – if he can shoot 40 for three in the next few years, you would be absolutely ecstatic. But, again, he was not known as a shooter. He he works his ass off. He's gotten better. We'll see if this is kind of a – you know, a one-time deal or he can can follow up on this for his career. I mean, he may be the Bruce Bowen of the Celtics. So, if if, 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 he's – All right, so now we go back to your – no, they're not on the level of those other three. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, so but, but they're they're a player away, and it doesn't have to be an all star player away. That's my take. Is they've got to still upgrade, and really, it probably comes down to like Horford because he's getting older. You know what happens next year if 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 they move on him? You only have to pay him half his salary next year, so he's expendable. I love him in the locker room. I love him as a piece coming off the bench. But if you could somehow, really, if you're putting White in there, you go White, Smart, Jalen, Tatum, Robert Williams, Hortford coming off the bench with Grant Williams, and you add one more bona fide guard, like uh, uh, maybe two, really, because I'm not sold Pritchard's like the answer at the backup point guard spot either. He's not. Right. He's fine. He's fine. I wish he were, you know, but I can't go there. We can't. No, he's probably not. You need somebody – to me, who's a little bit bigger, stronger, um, more proven. So if you add that and one more, just a spot-up shooter, those are the two things for my bench that I would need in the offseason to be able to feel better about this team without adding a big-time all-star or anything like that, taking a few steps forward to maybe compete with those other teams. What I'm curious to see now, you know, they 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 went to the trouble of signing scouts. Stauskas. Is he going Stauskas, to yeah. You, you know him. where he went to high school, right? You know where he went to prep school? Brewster? St. Mar- Mark's in South Brooks. St. Mark's? Coming home. Wow. 
I didn't know no. that. that basketball factory, St. Mark's. Honestly, it was for a little while. They put Eric Murphy, Nate oh, yeah, Lubick. Right. They put out some dudes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I want to see if this if it's going to have any any effect at all. Well, he's got an opportunity. Yeah. Let's put it this way, because they, you know, he's got, he, that, was, that was the job that Aaron Eastwood was supposed to fulfill, and he hasn't right. done and it. And he hasn't, he hasn't done, done it. Done it. All right. It. So let's. I want to talk about one other team now in the East. So is Brooklyn going to figure it out, Bob? Well, first of all. All right. Are they going to figure it out? The Simmons, the Simmons, in, a, in their fantasy world is that Simmons somehow gets to play, and 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 he is what they hoped he was going to be for them. And that would change. It's hard. We had like we need to see it. What what role could Simmons play? If he doesn't play any role, no, they're not they're not a factor. I don't think. And if he so, can play the role that that they foresee, they might be a factor. But I I, I don't think they're a factor. Right I think the last I heard was that there's a chance he comes back on the 16th in Orlando. Okay. So I don't know if, uh, I don't think it's even out there, but, and I'm not sure if it happens, but that that's the hope is he comes back the 16th, which would give him, what did they play? They played uh 65 games right now. They're in that ninth so. spot. 65 games would put it at uh, how many more games are going to miss? So miss the Philly game. 66, 67, 67 games. So he's got, what does that give him? Uh, 15, 15 games. 15 games. I don't know. I mean, it's not ideal, but again, you, you want to play them. If you're, if, no. if they're, you know, they get Ben Simmons back and, and they're the uh, eight, let's say at the end of the day, and you're the Miami heat. Do you want to see them? No. You don't want to see him, but but I'm not afraid either. The Celtics are at the point where I, I'm not afraid. I don't expect them to win, but I don't. I, I'm not. I, I might. I would. That team. I don't. Know. Listen, that, if I'm the Celtics, I, I'd rather have the matchup with the Chicago Bulls in the four-five game than than get all the way up to one and go see KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons. There's no question. The X factors. The X factors are Irving, right? I mean, all of a sudden, what if the guy put? You don't know. I mean, well, the X factor then becomes Ben Simmons. Well, Ben, ben Simmons, you're right. But even but let's hear me out, guys. But even if you're in a series, right? If, and Ke- we know what Kevin Durant can do. We saw him do it in the playoffs before, yeah. where he single handedly. I mean, I think one of his greatest feats was with the Nets last year. I think I can't keep track of stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, where he single handedly carried this team. Sure. Right. You know where well, I thought it was one of his greatest feats, even better than when he was with Golden State, because Harden had too many donuts. Kyrie was MIA. And and Durant, so Durant can do that. Like people talk about Tatum going head to head to Durant. Okay, oh. slow your roll, man. Okay, no, yeah, Katie's you know, like, I hate that. Let's, he, let's, he's he's still at a different level because KD does it every single. Well, night that's that's my point with Tatum, and every that's why I get frustrated when Tatum does it every single night. Then we could talk about that. Yeah, but yeah. like if Durant gets oh, rolling and Kyrie decides to get on the reservation, they're very dangerous. Yeah, and that's a total X factor because. The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, can't unilaterally, apparently, we learned, lift the mandate. But he wants to. So whatever hoops he has to go through to do it, he's a, he's a, to proclaim himself to be a fan. He wants Kyrie on the lineup, but he can't. He doesn't have the power to do it. So, uh, But they're holding out hope. Sean Marks and company holding out hope that it's going to happen. And if it happens, then, you know, that's going to be very, very interesting. If it doesn't oh, I happen, hope it does. I hope it does for the sake it's of the going game. going to be the strangest circumstance in the history of American sport, a team hoping that they can play on the road. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> so, in the series. I mean, listen, we, right. we all know how people in Boston feel about Kyrie, but if Kyrie's playing in every game, man, I mean, it's better. Yeah. We just, and and they get right. Ben Simmons back. Like, I, I just, I feel like, again, 
like the talent isn't even close when you're looking at, at the Miami Heat and the Brooklyn Nets if they have KD, right. um, Kyrie, and, and Ben Simmons. Those are, those are three of the top 25 talents in the NBA, maybe three of the top 15 talents in the NBA. Well, I'm, I'm still – I know you are with Ben. I know you're not putting him in the top 25 because he can't shoot. Well, I certainly can't put him in the top 15. Yeah, and yeah I, that's I, fair. I might listen to an argument for 25, although I probably would sustain it. I, here's what I love. Here's what I love about Ben Simmons in Brooklyn is the one thing that you can't hammer KD on, and, and people hammer him on certain things, is KD is all about ball and video games. Like, he's not going out partying. He just wants to get in the gym and work. So if there's somebody that's going to rub off on Ben Simmons, and Kyrie has really changed. Kyrie's a guy that in Cleveland, the big knock on him was he loved to party, loved to go out. Really doesn't go out as much anymore from what I'm told. And again, loves ball. So like those two guys, if they can get Ben Simmons in the gym every day, just shooting, shooting the ball over and over and over with them. Who, if anybody can do it, and I know we said, well, if anybody can do it, Doc Rivers can do it and get and get Ben to shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But now I'm going with players because if if Ben has respect for anybody, it should be Kevin Durant as much as on the offensive end. I mean, come on, come on. All right, I now let's... Talk just, uh, just briefly, a little yeah. Durant. I, I hope that fans appreciate how good he is. Oh, I, yeah, I, I hope that enough fans do that and, and how, how historically great he is. And, and, and how uh, there are certain guys that I have observed over the years that I say the game just flows out of them. The game yeah. is just extension of them. It, 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 the game is logical to them. The game makes sense to them. They, they, he is the, the ultimate example of it that I've ever seen. It, he makes it look so damn easy. And you know that the hours that went into that, imagine, you know, well, up in here's what I'll say, Bob. I, I saw the first time I ever saw him was in uh, Lewis, Delaware. I think it was Lewis, Delaware at a tournament. And um, he was a sophomore in high school and he was probably, I don't know, six, eight, 150 pounds. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the shot looked there. It was still there. It was like you saw this kid and you were like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. He was so skinny. And he's still, I mean, skinny. I but, still, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, did, you, did either of you join me in having a momentary flashback on Sunday in that fourth quarter when they went back and forth and he and, and Tatum had a couple of exchanges, I think two exchanges, you know, boom, 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 yeah. boom. And to a certain game in 1988, a uh, game seven against the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I knew you were going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a momentary uh, Bernie Dominique. Yeah. You know, that's the ultimate example of of, of the shootout, you know, thing. Because yep. uh, they went at one point in that game, guys, three exchanges at one point. Matthew baskets in the, the fourth back. quarter. Yeah. And maybe even four, but they did three, I know. And and it was – but anyway, I'm watching. I'm going, my God, he makes it look so easy. The other he thing does. I thought of, the famous John Wooden line, be quick but don't hurry. And and. Right. I said, John Wood's up in the sky going, that's what I'm talking about. That guy, uh, he's all right. So that's my little ode to KD. God, don't take him for granted, folks. He's a wonderful player. Um, one player who's having a tough time. I want to start with Bob on this because he has seen the evolution of social media. Uh, mm-hmm. but, and, and, and Bob's also, a social media savant. Well, well, at, at, at the time, you know, when Bob started in his business, I believe family and 
Jeff and I both agree, families are off off the radar. But Russell Westbrook's wife is taking abuse on social media. He's had to defend his family. And unfortunately, it's the life we live in. And uh, I mean, I take a ton of heat on Twitter. I don't care. But nobody goes after my family. Right. So, you know, Bob, that's that's the uh, era. That, we live in. Uh, this is one. Look, the social media thing is is the number one reason. Uh, one of the many uh, uh, at the top of the list, not the only thing. It's the top of the list of the reasons why coaching today at in, in all levels and uh, starting in college anyway. I don't know about how it goes on in high school. Oh, oh I should know. It's probably it's hard for in high school uh, in, in certain areas. I'm it's sure. worse in high school. My son, yeah, always, my son I, knows more about high school players. My son knows more about high school players than NBA players. I should know better than to have said that because of uh, I, I covered high school sports and I know what dealing with the high school parents is like, and and, and it, it's the worst at the times for, okay. Social media has, has changed the landscape. <laughs> the way people grow up and, and these, this whole generation has grown up with it and they have to deal with it. Uh, oh, you're absolutely right. There, 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 there's circumstances that people have to live with in sports and in, I'm sure in everything else, entertainment, that politics, that you didn't have to do 10, 20, 30, or certainly not 30 years ago. No, it's horrible. And it's outrageous. When, when I say people, you know, people can be scumbags. And, and, and uh, it's There's the quote of the pod, Bob Ryan, people can be scumbags. Yeah, like, cool. Put it on the headline. It's completely true. Well, it's gutless. It's gutless. It's but, like, I mean, but, I, you know, they call Westbrook. Jeff and I were talking, Bob. You know, if you want to call, West, you know, you yell at Westbrook and you say West Brick, you yell it from the stands, you put it on a Twitter. That's fair game, right? Yeah, that's fine. But the family, just leave, you know, leave the families no, out of it. No, it's awful. And and uh, no, there's no, look, this is like given. There's no excuse for it. There's no defense for it. Uh, it's outrageous. It, but it, the fact that this is the world we live in, this opportunity exists. It wouldn't exist if social media didn't exist, but it yeah. does. And, and. I, I always go back to the famous Jimmy Durante line where Jimmy Durante, uh, but everybody wants to get into the act. Well, everybody can get into the act now in yeah, terms of yeah. making your opinions known to the world at large. You see, in a way you yeah. could not do 30 years yeah. ago. To me, to me again, here's my, my easy rule on this is, you know, you can call whether it's a media person, whether it's an athlete, whether it's a coach, I mean, on, on social media, you can kind of call them whatever you want names, as long as it's not derogatory, uh, you know, to me, you want to call me whatever, whatever you want. It's fine. I don't really care. But the moment you bring like my daughter and people have brought my daughter into it and, and gone at her on social media, you're done. You're done. I'm going to find out who you work for and, and I'm going to make sure they see that tweet period. Right. And, uh, you know, you go after Russell Westbrook and call him Westbrook. Brick. It is what it is, Russ. Like, listen, it, you know, again, it, is it an ideal? No. I mean, this is the way fans are. But the moment they go after Russ's family in any way, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. That's bullshit. That should never, ever, ever happen. There's no, there's no recourse. No, no. They're hiding behind the keyboard. I had a, I had a kid. Um, I was at Texas Tech a month ago. And this kid had been killing me on Twitter and he's, he's messaging me that he's 10 rows behind me, right behind me. Look back. I, I, I want to, you know, killing me. And then I want to take a picture with you. And I, <laughs> I finally, I finally responded to him. I said, no effing way. So I, I turned back and this guy's, this kid's, he's like 21 years old, giving me the finger. I actually give him credit because at least he was there doing it. Yeah, where most guys would, you know, would have done it, you know, anonymously. But I'm like, 
this is this is what we it comes to now it's like yeah. it's so bad i mean social media the the bad outweighs the good oh. so much on social media yeah there's no doubt and you can't go back unfortunately no it's a great no. way to gain information but you know what you know yeah. my son actually i give him credit he puts his phone down like for 10 hours a day he's really he said yeah he he did it it, it was a Something at school, there was a project wow. at school or a teacher, a guidance counselor said, you know, everybody, why don't you try just putting it away? And he did. And he says, you know what? Life is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to do it on vacation. It's your job. That's the problem. Right. You, you know, know that's you, why you, I go when I, when I take vacations. Honestly, I try to go overseas because of the time difference. Right. So that way for like six hours, I know I can't, you know, I might look at it in the morning. And then there's no sense in even right. looking at it. Nobody's awake back home. So that, that's kind of the, the, the goal with it. Uh, that's why, I, honestly, I think getting out of the country is better. All right, what's, what do we got next? Okay, we're going next. Let's talk about Pop. Bob wants to uh, praise Pop a little bit. Don Nelson, uh, as Pop ties, as, at the time of this recording, uh, Don Nelson's all-time winning record. Well, Pop, first of all, Don, he once was assistant for Don with Don Nelson. Back at the, the first time I met Pop was at Runyon's in New York uh, after a game, really? uh, and, and he was Nelly's assistant. Anyway, shocking, shocking. Those guys were at Runyon's. Shocking. I know it. It's an it's it's a it's a fast, it's a wonderful story. Uh, here's a guy, Air Force Academy, did his service time. Uh, the wonderfully unsubstantiated rumor that I truly want to believe that. Among his things uh, during his service time was he could have been a spy. I love that one. I, I want that to be true. Uh, you know, a wine connoisseur and owner, a certified unophile, coached at Cal Pol- Pom- Poly Pomona Pitcher. Yeah. All right. And yeah, a Division Three coach. And um, and then he becomes this guy. Uh, you know that that uh, is going to break the record. He's tied now. He did it last night. He tied it, and he's going to break. It's 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 not. It's it's an interesting path. And he's an interesting guy. Uh, he's his own man. If there ever was one, he's outspoken. Uh, he's he's uh, he doesn't give a damn. Uh, you know, kind of. Did guy. he become that way, Bob? After he won, because I feel like now it's almost like this. You know, where he does these interviews and he'll give these one-word answers that to some people are funny, but it, it to me it gets old. To me, it gets old a little bit. How kind of gruff he is. Was he always that way or no? I don't know for sure. Uh, you yeah. know, when I met him, it was a nice social mo- moment. And yeah. so I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd have, I'd have, I, I wasn't around him enough to ever totally. know. Anyway, I just think it, it's worth comment. It's an amazing achievement. And to get yeah. there, guys, to get there um, uh, uh, among the achievements, 18 consecutive 50 win years. Wow. Six wow. of them. And, you know, you got to, you know, with all the changeover now, did he have the benefit uh, as often in a, in a Brady Belichick kind of way was, was serendipity for him to have as his best player, a guy that was, was so completely compatible for him and vice versa. And Tim Duncan, of course, of course, uh, you know, they, they, they were perfectly suited for each other. Yeah. And, and uh, that, that worked out very well, but, but they're very lucky to have each other. I mean, I, I I'm sure that Duncan would have been put off by an awful lot of coaches in this league over the years. Yep. And, and he was worried that he never had to worry once for one second about Tim Duncan and, and his approach to his job and as his best player. So that worked out very, very well. Anyway, it, and five championships, but he's should, he could, should have had one more. Why wasn't Duncan, Duncan on the floor, you know, and for that, get that yeah. rebound. 
that the Ray Allen wound up making that shot, they would have won another one. But anyway, we're all, no one's perfect. You know, no one's perfect. But anyway, our salute, my salute to Pop. Well, uh, my, on, I want to say something, Bob, before we wrap up on Pop is to me. I think the greatest testament to him is I thought when Duncan left, he was done. <laughs> but he still wants to coach. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I look at the Spurs now and I go, Pop, why are you even bothering? Yeah, he's no, they're not good. And yeah. you're in a teardown stage now. And and uh, I don't know either. Right? He's well, he loves the game. I mean, that's my oh. thing. That That's my thing. It's just like, you know what? Like, you sit there. It's very easy to coach and do that when you have Tim Duncan and everything's going great. But my compliment to him is he loves the game so much, he's not leaving. Maybe he wants to bring him back and show the world he can. I don't know. I don't know. But you're right. He just loves uh, the game. So he doesn't you wonder how much was the record. Well, you wonder how much of it was the, getting the record. And although, you know, he'll, he'll claim it doesn't mean a thing to him. But, right. but uh, yeah. you know, well, I can't believe that he isn't proud to have been right. yeah. You know, I don't think. So, uh, all right, guys, before we wrap up, we have to talk about another coach. Uh, Jeff Goodman was there for Mike Krzyzewski's, uh swan song or, well, final regular season game. He's still got a ways to go here. Uh, but how weird was it, though, Jeff? I mean, they lost. And the first thing he says was that was unacceptable. And they're supposed to celebrate it. That's weird. Yeah, it, weird. it was weird. The whole deal was weird because, you know, again, the game was kind of a, an afterthought, right? Nobody even right. thought Carolina had a chance because this Carolina team's been absolutely awful and they were on the bubble going into that game. And, you know, you look up with five minutes left and then two minutes left, you're like, oh, my God, like wow. they're really going to lose this game. And then it was for me, Bob, I can't wait to see how Kay reacts because that's kind of like that was the intrigue. There was really not a lot of intrigue leading up to the game. Again, it was how many points Duke was going to win by. And then Sarkay goes in the locker room after the game. And I asked Paolo Bencaro this afterwards. I said, what did he say? He said, he basically said we're, it was an embarrassing performance. You know, we didn't show any fight. Um, and then he comes back out 15 minutes later. He walks back out in the court. They've got everything set up, right? I mean, there was going to be a huge ceremony. The president speaks, somebody from the city. They, they do these scholarships in the family's honor, his daughters, his 10 grandkids, everybody's there. Wife comes out holding his wife's hand and uh, she sits down. He grabs the mic and he says, this is impromptu. I just want to apologize. That was embarrassing. No, unacceptable. It, unacceptable. I'm sorry. Unacceptable. And his family's kind of yelling at him. Then. And he's like, no, no, no. Let me go. Let me talk. <laughs> And, and it, it kind of came across as, as, as kind of an asshole at that point. It really did. But I think he was so upset and so frustrated at that point. It was still heat in the moment. I don't honestly don't know if he took enough time after talking to his team in the locker room. It was unacceptable on two, on two levels and two reasons. One, it was unacceptable to say that. Save it for the locker room. You right. don't embarrass the kids after that. I'm sorry. You just don't do that. Save it for the locker room. Air him out. And the, what he should have done, and I expected him to do. I'm, I'm sure. I know what you're going to say. Salute I know you're Carolina say. for playing a great yeah. game. He and, did it later. And pay homage to the rivalry and how appropriate it was that, you know, it does not speak to the rivalry that, you know, that, that what they just did here to show you, you know, this, this, Best yep. of all college sports right. uh, records mean nothing. Right. And then go from there. That's what he should have done. He I did think. it in the media. He, he was awesome. Not good. He was incredible to the media and, after, well, after the ceremony was done. But and he, he was, 
he but was too he late. Came off as a, the angry old man thing instead but, of. But you know what? The, the, it, it, you guys are both right, and I agree with you. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just goes. Show, it just goes to show. And Jeff, I think Jeff is right in that he should have taken some time. He should have cooled off longer. Yeah, decompress. De- de- com- de- de- but it just goes right. to show. And I noticed the same. Where's Patino coaching now? Is he at Iona? Where Iona. He right. Yes. Okay. You can have all the sneaker deals. You can have all the 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 the, the, the speeches. You can get paid a million dollars to speak. You know, you can fly around on a private jet. You can have all this. But like guys like Shashevsky, and I thought about Patino when he took the Iona job. To their core, they're coaches. And coaches are kind of, they're sure. kind of pricks. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? I mean, they, you kind of, you well, know. Well, he totally yeah, can be. And, and you so got to right. be. And you, so, like, you guys are both right. But the thing that, like, I appreciate it from it is to the end of the day, that's, that's all these guys are. That if right. these guys weren't, I mean, it's still why Popovich is coaching. It's like if Krzyzewski wasn't a Duke, he'd be coaching some high school somewhere. Very true. You know, you know. That's I mean, right. in that, and and I'll take it from acting because you guys know I love acting. I mean, Bob, I remember they asked uh, Al Pacino, "What would you be doing?" You know, if you weren't making The Godfather, he said, "I'd probably doing be doing a Shakespeare's festival in Portland, Oregon." Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what I get out of it. What what gets me going and gets me in, what inspires me is that guys like Pacino and guys like Shashevsky. That's at the, guys like Popovich. At the end of the day, it's who they are. They're just yeah. stupid basketball coaches. I and I, I find that charming. I think you're right. I, I, I would concede that what you're saying. It's maybe too much to expect anything other than that reaction that I would have hoped he would have risen to the occasion. He didn't. Agree, but you guys are right. I mean, I'm not, no, no, you're right. I, no one's I, right I, or wrong here. It's just that's I, what I took from. Things go, I, I got to ask Jeff, uh, do you think the, the pressure was too much for those kids? I thought yeah, they, were all, they were all freshmen. Carolina had nothing to lose. They got yeah, off to a nice. good start. They got off to a really good start. That was to four. I remember eleven to yeah. four early. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then when Duke went in the run, Baycock got his second foul with about I don't know, six. Yeah, six seven minutes. And I watched him. He was pleading to go back in the game, and Hubert wouldn't put him back in with two fouls. And I thought it was over. Duke went in the run, then went up eight ten points. But they cut it to two at half, and and I think they went in down two, saying like we played the better half here. We played the better half. There's no reason we can't win. But yeah, I, I do. And man, watching they did a video coming uh, again when he came back on the you know he comes on the court, he does his impromptu thing, and then they play a video. And I'm I'm literally right across from Duke's bench, looking at their players. They're not even looking at that. They are. They look like they just got knocked out of the NCAA tournament. They look yeah. like their season was over. The players are 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 staring in this space. Really? And again, it was it was all kind of surreal, guys. Yeah. It, it was all a little. Well, the, the coolest part, the coolest part for me, was watching all the players, ninety six players. Oh yeah, uh, go out before the game started and K walk in between them. Yeah. And I knew a lot of these guys because I covered a lot of them. Even in in their recruitments, you know, like JJ Redick through his recruitment, uh, Kyle Singler, I saw afterwards. And, you know, I've known Kyle forever since he was probably 14, 15 years old, a lot of these kids. So it was, um, you know, Christian Leitner seeing him there. And I talked to Bobby Hurley like an hour, you know, he had a game that afternoon, so he couldn't, he couldn't go. Um, But yeah, it was just, I don't know. It was just kind of like, whoa. Like, this really is it. And 
before the game, John Shire was sitting on the bench by himself about two hours before the game, an hour and a half. And I've known John again since he was about 15. And I just went up and sat next to him. We talked for about 20 minutes. And I said to him, I'm like, like, how, how strange is it that you're going to be the next head coach? Like, this is it. The next, the next game at Cameron, you're going to be the head coach. Like, he's 33 years old. Like, this is it for Kay. And, and he kept saying the one thing that Kay kept reiterating was, I'm not, I'm going to be an ambassador. I am not going to be hanging over the program here. I'm not going to be like Jim Calhoun was. Right. With, yeah. But Jim Calhoun was different. He was forced out. Jim Cal- Calhoun never wanted to leave. Health forced him out. And that's why Kevin Ollie took over. And Jim Calhoun was literally at every practice early. Kay was like, there's no way I'm doing that. If I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong. Uh, John Wooden did the, the, did the role perfectly. He, he, yeah. was, he was a presence, but he was not intrusive. Right. Yeah, uh, and that's what it should be. People could see him in the stands. Isn't right. that nice? But he wasn't a, a problem at all. Yeah. You know? yeah. Guys, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Uh, we're never short on opinions. We are not. Uh, Jeff Goodman, thank you. Bob Ryan, we'll talk to you later, guys.